Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the 4th and Long podcast. I'm your host Darren Butler and as always I'm here to bring you the latest results, news and views from around the NFL. So we'll dive straight in and look at the week 7 results as Denver Broncos snapped a four game losing streak on Thursday night football with a 45-10 victory over a woeful Arizona Cardinals. Denver ran right in the first quarter scoring 21 points and keeping Arizona down to just a field goal. Todd Davis opening the scoring with an interception turned pick six on the Cardinals opening drive and if you thought that was a bad start it didn't get much better. Cardinals turned over on their next drive and Broncos again took advantage with arguably the play of the game. Case Keenum handing off to wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders who threw a 30-yard bullet straight into the hands of Cortland Sutton for the second score of the game. The Denver defence chalked up another score late on as Chris Harris picked off Josh Rosen this time and found a 40-yard lane direct into the end zone. Broncos finished as they started with 14 unanswered points in the second quarter, a Philip Lindsay 35-yard rush and touchdown in the third with just a solitary field goal in the fourth quarter to improve their record to 3-4 for the year. Cardinals slumped to 1-6. The second of three London games was an epic, fortunately enough for the fans who attended. Both teams evenly matched across the board, which reflected in the 2019 score in favour of the LA Chargers. The finish to the game saw the Titans try to convert for two points with 30 seconds remaining, despite only needing an additional point to go into overtime. But the decision to try and end the game there and then sat well with those in attendance. It's just unfortunate it didn't pay off. It'll be interesting to see in the months and years to come, though, if the do-or-die decision may have converted the thousands of neutrals into titans. It's hard to see where the Bears actually went wrong in their 31-38 defeat to the New England Patriots. They won more yards, more first downs, turned over the ball on fewer occasions and conceded less penalties. Yet somehow Tom Brady pulled his team through yet another tough test. Patriots improved to 5-2 and and look like making the postseason once again, whilst the early season domination by the Bears has all but withered away after their second straight loss sees them fall to 3-3. Indianapolis Colts made good use of facing a terrible Buffalo Bills as Andrew Luck fired the Colts towards a resounding 37-5 victory. Marlon Mack rushed for 220 yards on his first start since returning from injury and finished the game with two touchdowns. Colts are now 2-5 and and snap a five-game losing streak. Jaguars failed to score more than seven points for their third time in five games and it leads to their fourth loss and three on the bounce. Texans' fortunes, however, is in stark contrast as their 22-7 victory was their fourth win in a row and moves them to 4-3 to top the AFC South. The Detroit Lions scored 30 points for the second consecutive week in a 32-21 win over the Miami Dolphins. Michael Roberts scored twice with just three receptions as the Lions exposed Miami's run defense. Kerry and Johnston and LeGarrette Blute carrying 29 times between them for 208 yards, the latter scoring late in the second quarter. Detroit moved to 3-3 but remained bottom of NFC North. Minnesota Vikings made short work of a struggling New York Jets as they ran out 37-17 victors. Kirk Cousins finding Adam Thielen and Aldrich Robinson for two touchdown passes and Latavius Murray rushed for two. Dan Bailey converted three from four field goal attempts to pile more misery on an inconsistent New York outfit. Philadelphia Eagles looked to win their second game in a row when they faced a tough Carolina Panthers side. 
there wasn't much action in this game as Philly controlled the first three quarters and earned a 17-point lead without reply from Cam Newton's Panthers. Alshon Jeffrey opening the scoring for the second consecutive week along with Dallas Goddard touchdown and a Jake Elliott field goal. That all changed in the fourth quarter however as Carolina scored a touchdown in each of their first three possessions making the score 21-17 and the score remained that way despite Carson Wentz's best efforts to restore the lead for the Eagles. Philly are now 3-4 from four for the season whilst Panthers improved to 4-2 and two and claimed second place in the NFC South. Another week and another slim loss for the Browns in overtime falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 26-23. Cleveland put the first points on the board after they recovered their own punt on the Bucks' one-yard line, but Tampa running back Peyton Barber couldn't do enough to get out of the end zone before being tackled for a two-point safety. Chandler Cantanzaro would kick for three late in the quarter to give Tampa Bay the lead in an action-like start to the game. The second quarter proved to be anything but, with Buccaneers posting 13 points without reply to end the half with two score advantage 16-2. Deshaun Jackson and Jameis Winston with the touchdowns. The Browns given plenty of chances, turning over Tampa on at least three occasions with two interceptions and a fumble recovery, but just couldn't get a score on the board until the third quarter. Cleveland again dispossessed Tampa and Mayfield took full advantage throwing a 30-yarder to David Njoku, making the score 16-9. Bucks running back Ronald Jones restored the two-score lead at the end of the third for his first touchdown of the season. The Browns rookie running back Nick Chubb rushed for his own touchdown early in the fourth, the first of two Cleveland touchdowns that saw the game into overtime, Jarvis Landry with a diving catch and slide into the end zone, evened the score. But the game's major turning point came halfway through the quarter, when the Browns failed to convert fourth and inches on the Bucks' goal line, Mayfield attempting a quarterback sneak and going nowhere. Chandler Cantanzaro may have missed a 40-yard attempt in regular time to steal the win, but he more than made up for that in overtime with a 59-yard field goal for the victory. Tampa Bay improved to 3-3 as the Browns suffer their fourth defeat of the year and sit on 2-4-1. Another close game that entertained us in Week 7 was the New Orleans Saints 24-23 win over the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter, but the Saints conspired to erode that advantage and with just two minutes left on the clock took the lead through a Will Lutz field goal, and many thought that that was all she wrote. However, the Ravens had one last big play and John Brown added the most crucial of his 138 receiving yards with just 30 seconds left to play. The extra point would have taken it to overtime or a two-point conversion would have won the game outright. Ravens decided to kick and missed. Saints win five. Saints' fifth win in a row takes them top of NFC South. The LA Rams continued their super impressive start to the 2018 season and as we now fast approach the halfway point, the the Rams remain undefeated, winning their seventh straight game against the San Francisco 49ers. Unlike the previous two weeks where the Rams looked beatable, this week they looked... This week they looked... Unlike the previous two weeks where the Rams looked beatable, this week they looked to be back to their best with a 39-10 win. Three Todd Gurley touchdowns, two on the ground and one through the air ensured he was named the match's MVP as the Rams stormed to a perfect record and dealt the 49ers their sixth loss of the year.
Washington Redskins won their third game in Washington Redskins won their third game in four at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys 2017. Capri Bibbs with the first score of the day. Alex Smith finding Bibbs with a short play on the Dallas 30-yard line. Bibbs ran and broke just one tackle on the way to the end zone. It's the first time Dallas have conceded on the opening drive in 12 games. Dallas would have to wait until the second quarter before restoring parity. Michael Gallup with a big play for the touchdown and to finish the first half on level terms. Dustin Hopkins scored a field goal in the third to give the Redskins a slim lead, which set up a fourth quarter shootout for the win. Hopkins again scored to give Washington a six-point advantage, but anything Hopkins can do, Brett Meyer can do better as he struck a 47-yard effort to keep the game interesting. However, it was the Redskins that came out on top on this occasion. Preston Smith picking off Dak Prescott to make the score 20-10. Prescott would make amends and score a touchdown late on in the quarter, but it wasn't enough to win the game, and Brett Meyer missing a field goal all but consigned the Cowboys to a loss. Redskins improved to 4-2, whilst the Cowboys are 3-4. The Kansas City Chiefs are looking to join the LA Rams in the postseason and look the more likely to join them in the big one at the end of the year as AFC champions, with a near-perfect record themselves. In fact, had it not been for last week's narrow loss to the New England Patriots, they'd be matching the Rams game for game. As it is though, the Chiefs' 45-10 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals sees them move to 6-1. Kareem Hunt, like Todd Gurley, scored three times and looked the standout member of the team once again, with Butker on target with all but one of his kicks. The Bengals didn't stand a chance. And that brings a close to the Week 7 results. But as many of you know, the NFL is more than just what happens on the field, and the impending trade deadline has thrown up a lot of interesting scenarios that could yet play out over the coming days. Not least John Gruden willing to trade out almost the entire locker room for draft picks. Khalil Mack the first to go in preseason, and now Amari Cooper has swapped California for Texas after Dallas traded a first round pick for the wide receiver. Rumours are that Derek Carr is next on the trade block and Gruden won't accept anything less than a first round pick for him either, meaning Oakland could have six first rounders across the next two draft classes come the end of the week. If Gruden is determined to clear out and rebuild in time for the move to Vegas, he's certainly going about it in the right way. Patrick Peterson's yes I did, no I didn't request a trade drama will reach a conclusion either way by the end of the week too. Reports on Monday suggested Patterson requested to be traded away from a floundering Arizona Cardinals and there was genuine interest from the Patriots, Steelers and Super Bowl champions Philadelphia Eagles who desperately seek a secondary of Patterson's calibre to maintain the challenge on back-to-back -back championships. However, since then Patterson has denied any such request being made and has even hinted at a long-term commitment. One thinks Steve Keim has been busy in the back office, squeezing all he can out of the remaining cap space to keep their star defensive player. Many will also be expecting to see a trade made for Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell. Bell is yet to sign a new tender document, however, restricting any such negotiations and has failed to report for training for an eighth consecutive week. He's surrendered $6 million in pay, cash and cap space, the Steelers can directly use going forward, but the Steelers look to have lost patience and hope of tying down Bell any further, and it's unlikely at this point he'll ever play for Pittsburgh again. Likely new homes for Bell could include the Eagles, Tampa Bay, 
Falcons and Texans, although from a personal standpoint, Bell would fit in perfectly at the Colts. Sharing carries from Marlon Mack and the £51 million worth of cap space available, we certainly can afford to give him the bumper deal he wants. And so we'll finish episode 10 with my bet of the week. This week's bet of the week focuses on the third of three London games, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus Philadelphia Eagles. This is a home tie for the Jags, and as poor as they've been over the last four games in terms of scoring ability, the Eagles' secondary and defence in general has looked weak throughout the year. Chalk this one up as another victory for the Eagles by all means, but I think it will be close. Therefore, my bet of the week sees me backing Dante Moncrief to rack up 100 receiving yards and score a touchdown. This is priced at 12-1 to 1 on Skybet. And that brings a close to a brief episode 10 of the fourth and long podcast i hope you've all enjoyed listening i'm hoping to be joined by my co-host again for episode 11 and we've got a couple of special guests lined up for episode 12 so i do hope you continue to listen and until next time thank you very much and see you soon